The opinions expressed by Karen Scott Mims and the guests on this podcast are their own and do not reflect the opinions of this podcast platform. All statements and opinions expressed are based upon information that's considered reliable, although it should not be relied upon as such. Any statements or opinions are subject to change without notice. Investments involve risks and unless otherwise stated are not guaranteed. Past performance cannot be used as an indicator to determine future results. Any strategy as mentioned may not be suitable for everyone. Information expressed does not take into account your specific situation or objectives and is not intended as a recommendation appropriate for you. Before acting on any information mentioned, please consult with a qualified tax or investment advisor whom you have specifically retained to determine if it's suitable for your specific situation. This podcast is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject's covered. Investment advisory services are offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor. BCM and HarperPoint Wealth Management are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. Income regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. Income regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance products and guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are not offered by Brookstone Capital Management. Most people simply ignore taxation through the four phases of your wealth. Instead of understanding the three tax buckets, you arrive at retirement with a huge 401k in the tax-deferred bucket and ignore the taxable and, most importantly, the tax-free bucket. How can the middle-class millionaire, average Joe and Jane, be so unprepared about how to protect their wealth using tax loopholes like the wealthy one percenters do? Easy. Welcome to the Tax Smart Tax Zero podcast. This is a show about tax-free wealth. Financial advisors sell rate of return. Annuity salesmen sell what else? Annuities. And part-time tax preparers sell a 1040 to submit on April 15th. But the real goal is to implement strategic tax planning. We invite you to take the journey and explore the path to the 0% tax bracket. It's time to divorce Uncle Sam from your wealth. And now, your host, noted tax attorney and private wealth strategist, Karen Scott Mims, Esquire. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Tax Smart Tax Zero, the path to the 0% tax bracket. I am your host, Karen Scott Mims. Thank you so much for joining us today. Well, we have an absolutely fabulous show for you today. Our show is entitled, Avoiding Probate, Transfer on Death. And so I think that you're going to be kind of surprised. I will urge you to stay until the end. But I'm going to start by saying, let's make sure that we understand the four phases of wealth. So we can understand the questions that Average Joe posed to me. Wealth accumulation, wealth preservation, wealth distribution, and wealth transfer. I would like to say that the wealth accumulation phase is between the ages, we'll say, of 20 and age 50, and then wealth preservation between ages 50 and 60, wealth distribution between, let's say, starting at age 60, and then wealth transfer. So that's the phase in which we are going to pass assets to hopefully the person that you have chosen and elected as your designated beneficiary and not the persons that have been chosen because you failed to do so. That would require that they are chosen by the laws of the state where you reside. So in other words, I'm trying to distinguish between testate versus intestate succession. The former refers to the concept in which you have proactively engaged in establishing some type of document or set of documents that codifies your wishes. So I think it comes down to a very basic question. What happens to your assets at death? 
commonly known as who gets what and when do they get it. So with that being said, let me say to you that Average Joe has had a lot of extra time on his hands during COVID-19. He's been able to make some observations and so he has come to me and said, um, Karen, how do I go about being prepared for those latter three stages, wealth preservation, wealth distribution, and wealth transfer? And so very simple, Average Joe. Um, I'll start by saying all three of them require that you first take inventory of your assets and then ask some very basic questions. So what are your goals? What are the risks that you're willing to take? What are the risks that you're not willing to take? But I have to say, it's all about doing two things. So we're either managing the assets or we're transferring the assets. And when I talk about managing the assets, quite frankly, just for a moment, I'm going to put aside the idea of trying to get a higher rate of return, right? We're going to set that aside. We're going to talk more about controlling the assets. And in particular, as you'll see shortly, Average Joe has a couple of assets, mainly an investment portfolio and some real estate. And so we have to understand how to manage the assets when there's no incapacity. Average Joe is in his right state of mind and everything is fine. We have to understand how we manage the assets when there are incapacity issues, whether he has Alzheimer's, dementia, or some other issue that precludes him from managing the assets. And then, like I said, we're going to talk about the transfer of assets. And so we do that in the context of how do we talk about optimizing the assets, but we also have to not just talk about wealth optimization, we have to talk about tax optimization. You're listening to another episode of Tax Smart Tax Zero, the path to the 0% tax bracket. I am your host, Karen Scott Mims, tax attorney, registered investment advisor representative, accountant, estate planner, and certainly my favorite role, private wealth and tax advisor. So we're going to talk about the idea of wealth transfer. And that is really the idea of taking control over this phase. It requires that we effectively engage in the process of estate planning. Estate planning is going to allow you to make decisions, reduce them to writing, provide a set of instructions for the person who's going to be in charge of your estate so that there is no confusion whatsoever. Now, there are two basic types of estate plans. There's a last will and testament based estate plan and there's a trust based estate plan. I'll explain each of those, but suffice to say, they each have three parties. And although the terms may differ, the purpose and the function is going to remain the same. So in a last will and testament based plan, we're gonna have the testator, that's the person that owns the stuff, the beneficiary, the person who's gonna receive the stuff, the personal representative, the person who's gonna be hired by the testator to be in charge of the stuff. And so a last will and testament based plan is a judicial process. And so the assets are going to pass in a judicial manner. A trust-based estate plan also has three parties. We have the settler, that's the person that owns the stuff, the beneficiary, the person who's gonna receive the stuff, and this time we have a trustee, either an individual or a corporate trustee. Again, that's the entity or person that's going to be in charge of the stuff, but instead of it happening by judicial process of law, 
it is happening operationally, right? So judicial versus operation. Which one are you more concerned with? And obviously for average Joe, he wants to understand, which is the theme of our show today, avoiding probate transfer on death. Now, as we prepare for break, I'm going to say we want to talk about managing those assets during lifetime with no incapacity, managing them during lifetime with some incapacity. That's going to be the first part of the estate plan. That's going to require that we have some type of power of attorney, in particular, a durable general power of attorney. And then we're talking about the transfer of assets at death to the ultimate beneficiary. That's going to be estate planning part number two. So the reason that I made the distinction between a last will and testament based plan versus a trust based estate plan before is that I wanted you to understand the idea of avoiding probate. So first, let me just answer the question, what is probate? So probate is the legal process of providing a will, a last will and testament to a court of law and upon doing so, it allows for the transfer of those assets to the beneficiaries. I should also note that probate is also what happens when there is no last will and testament. There's no document whatsoever. We're still going to have to go through the probate process. But we also want to distinguish between the type of plan and the type of assets. So there is a distinction between probate assets and non-probate assets. Probate assets are transferred during the estate administration process which can take anywhere from nine months to a couple of years, depending on if there's litigation. And we want to distinguish those, though, from non-probate assets. So non-probate assets are going to pass automatically, once again, by operation of law. Now, let's go through the three major ways that people go about avoiding probate. The first way is that we title the assets in such a way that we don't have to go through the probate process. And so we do so by operation of law. And again, it's how we title the assets. The second way is that we, quite frankly, we make it a non-probate asset and then it's governed by a beneficiary form. Or number three, perhaps we hold the assets inside of a revocable trust. And once again, the revocable trust is going to allow us to not have to go through probate or the estate administration process. It's going to have those assets pass operationally. You, of course, are listening to another episode of Tax Smart Tax Zero, the path to the 0% tax bracket. I am your host, Karen Scott Mims, affectionately known as your tax ESQ. We are talking today about avoiding probate and transfer on debt. Now, as we prepare for break, I want to make a couple of key points that I think are important for you to understand. Average Joe and Jane have been running this business. I call it My Wealth LLC. And quite frankly, I have said to them, and they have realized that it would serve them well to take it seriously because the consequences of failure are not just that you don't have the financial freedom and the safe and secure retirement for 30 or 40 years, a stress-free, tax-free, but certainly not scot-free retirement. The reason I want them to be so very aware of this is because there are no resets for a failed retirement. It's not that there are that many $150,000 a year jobs out there for someone who's 80 years old. So we want them for sure to understand that we as fiduciaries are taking this very seriously. 
We are happy to welcome them to the Tax Smart Tax Zero community, but we want to make sure that we are approaching this with the highest degree of trust, the highest degree of ethical responsibility, and we want to do what is in their best interest. So with that being said, let me say to you that we've had a discussion, and so they have four basic assets. They have a primary residence owned titled solely in Average Joe's name, it has a fair market value of $300,000, debt service against it of $400,000 with a basis of $200,000. They have a rental property solely titled in Average Joe's name. It's worth about $370,000, no debt service against it, and it has a cost basis of $100,000. And then Average Joe has a 401k plan with $1 million in it. Some of it is allocated, 50% of it is allocated actually to company stock, 50% of it is allocated to cash. We're going to do something about that. And then Average Jane has a TSP. Obviously, she's a thrift savings plan government worker. Um, She's in the FERS system, the newer system that has Social Security but doesn't have the higher pension. She has about $200,000. All of it is invested in the G fund. Oh, goodness gracious. Well, As we prepare for break, I will say to you, Average Joe and Jane are both age 60. They are newly married, and they have requested that we assist them with estate planning. In particular, Joe has said, I need some help with three things, retirement planning, estate planning, and tax planning. And it's kind of interesting. I mean, he has kind of realized that he's not going to Google his way to financial freedom, He's realized that he can't procrastinate anymore. One of the things that I think is so very important that he's realized is that, you know what? Retirement planning is complex. Tax planning is extremely complex. And once again, you're not going to Google your way into becoming a tax attorney. And so he has a choice. He's come to a fork in the road, if you will. He has two paths that he can take. The first path is going to allow him to move forward He is going to later be hit by the tax freight train that will come crushing down on his 401k because of the huge tax liability that is contained therein. The second path is to engage in tax planning, retirement planning, and in particular in estate planning. And with that being said, we of course are going to buy out Uncle Sam because of course we realize there is really a 60-40 split. 60% of that 401k actually belongs to Average Joe. 40% of it, of course, belongs to Uncle Sam. And so Average Joe has to realize that one of the things that he's learning as we go through and perform his estate planning is that a 401k, even if he moved it to a traditional IRA, there is no step up in basis. And so he's learning a lot, quite frankly. He wants to understand how he can go about avoiding probate. And so that's what we're doing. And we're explaining to him first the three ways to avoid probate, the three major ways, we'll say, to avoid probate. Number one is title the assets differently. Number two is to have a beneficiary form because that will avoid probate. Or number three, to have the assets held in a revocable trust. We're going to talk in the second half of the show about which of these we decided to use for which assets and why, and we're going to help him understand why he needs to be on the path to the 0% tax bracket. 
My name is Karen Scott Mims. You're listening to another episode of Tax Smart Tax Zero, the path to the 0% tax bracket. And I invite you to listen to the second half of the show. You are going to be so surprised. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Tax Smart Tax Zero podcast. And now, your host, noted tax attorney and private wealth strategist, Karen Scott Mims, Esquire. Welcome back to the second half of the show. Welcome back to yet another episode of Tax Smart Tax Zero, the path to the 0% tax bracket. I am your host, Karen Scott Mims, affectionately known as your tax ESQ. Our show for today is entitled Avoiding Probate Transfer on Debt. And so in this second half of the show, you know, we like to call this tax liabilities and loopholes. We like to focus on how to legally, ethically, and morally terminate the partnership that you have with Uncle Sam. We learned in the first half of the show that uh, Average Joe had a million dollars in his 401k portfolio. Obviously, we think the better thing to do is to make a buyout offer, quite frankly, to Uncle Sam to do so now while the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act is in effect because we can buy out at the lowest rate possible. I think to just wait until we have a later date at which tax rates are unknown doesn't make any sense, okay? So if you're wondering, though, why we are talking about estate planning, though, today is because... We take a holistic approach to planning. We believe that we need to have a full service model when it comes to understanding your wealth and managing your wealth. And so in particular today, Average Joe has said that he wants to accomplish three different types of planning. Number one, retirement planning. Number two, estate planning. And number three, tax planning. And so in particular, he's kind of worried about avoiding probate and he wants to understand how to effectively go about that. And so applying tax planning to the written retirement plan is certainly what we're going to do. Applying tax planning to the written set of documents, better known as the estate plan and drafting the estate plan is what we're going to do. And so the question becomes, what tactics and strategies do we apply? Well, let's talk about that. But before we do, let's make sure that we're on the same page when it comes to defining retirement planning. 
So retirement planning for us has 20 different modules. And let me go through them very quickly. The first 10 modules, they have to do with the types of topics, right? Or the kinds of topics that we need to address. Number one, investment management. Number two, long-term care. Number three, estate planning. Number four, social security. Number five, Medicare. Number six, asset protection. Number seven, real estate and retirement. Number eight, cash flow and budgeting. Number nine, risk management. Number 10, caregiving and student loan debt. We're going to talk an entire session about that. And then modules 11 through 13, we deal with people who need extra planning. So for instance, physicians, our small business owners, our real estate investors, our executives, right? They need extra planning because of the role that they play. And then modules 14 through 20, I like to call them the seven deadly sins, right? Those are what I call the pitfalls that we want to avoid when it comes to having an IRA. Because as much as I try to explain, sometimes I know people get confused, but the tax laws are different from a qualified employer plan, i.e. a 401k, 403b, 457, or a thrift savings plan, TSP. The tax laws are different for IRAs. And so let me also make sure that you understand the six basic types of IRAs. So number one, we have the traditional IRA. That is pre-tax money. It is taxable whenever we have a distribution. Number two, a Roth IRA. We've put after-tax money into this account. And hopefully, if it's a qualified distribution, it's not going to be taxable. Number three, an inherited IRA. Watch out and avoid the tax traps on inherited IRAs. Number four, a self-directed IRA. That happens when our clients most often want to hold non-traditional assets like real estate. So they want the, to buy and hold, purchase all of that real estate inside of the self-directed IRA. And then number five is a SEP IRA. If you're a business owner, you understand what that means. And number six is the stretch IRA. So that unfortunately has pretty much been eliminated by the SECURE Act but there are some very advanced tax strategies that we can provide that are very viable substitutes. So we'll have to talk about that one day. But the basic question Average Joe has asked us today is how to avoid probate. So we said in the first half of the show, we're going to avoid probate by three basic methods. Number one, we are going to do so by having the assets titled differently in particular, we're talking about joint tenants with right of survivorship. That is something very different than tenants in common. It's not the same thing as tenants in common. Joint tenants with right of survivorship, that specifically means that when one person passes away, title is automatically vested in the other person who was and is the joint tenant. So three basic methods, joint tenant retitling, joint tenants with right of survivorship or tenancy by the entirety if you're married. Number two, we're going to bypass and avoid probate by having a beneficiary designation for the asset. Or number three, we're going to use a revocable trust in order to govern what happens to the asset and how it's passed. Now, Let's, in our last few minutes, explore each of these methods and which one is going to work best for Average Joe. You remember that I said he had a primary residence, 
titled just in his name alone, fair market value, $600,000. So then he had a rental property, right? Fair market value, $370,000. Average Joe owned that in his name only. Then Average Joe had a 401k with a million dollars in it, obviously only in his name. And then Average Jane, his new wife, right, had a TSP in her name only, in which she had $200,000. And by the way, CSIFG, all of it was in the G fund. Well, Average Jane, we're going to get you some better returns with the same low amount of risk so that you can keep up with inflation. But we'll talk about that a little later. So let's, in our last few minutes that we have left, let's talk about the primary residence. Joe owned the property in his own name. And the question becomes, should he add Average Jane's name to the property so that they would hold it as joint tenants with right or survivorship? That would be a method to avoid probate. We would not use a beneficiary form, but we could consider a revocable trust. So for instance, what if Average Joe retitled into the name of the revocable trust and then he had Average Jane as the beneficiary. Why do we like that better than just having joint tenants with right or survivorship? Well, what happens if there's a fallout between the joint tenants and they no longer, one of them, no longer wishes to have the other person hold the property as joint tenants with right or survivorship? That's a lot more difficult situation than it is to just have Average Joe be in charge of the trust have him be the settler, have him name Average Jane as the beneficiary, and then he can decide if he ever wanted to make a change, he's the one that's able to do so. Now, rental property, same thing. The rental property is owned in Average Joe's name all by himself, and we have the same three things. Should we have him retitle it, joint tenants with right or survivorship? Should we have him use a beneficiary form? That's not applicable. Or should we have him, right, have a revocable trust formed and then controlled by the revocable trust? And my question would be, what about if he were holding the asset as an LLC? Would that make a difference? Of course it would. You're listening to another episode of Tax Smart Tax Zero, the path to the 0% tax bracket. I am your host, Karen Scott Mims, tax attorney, registered investment advisor, representative, accountant, estate planner, and certainly my favorite role, private wealth and tax strategist. So I should say to you that if you have some questions about our topic for today, my number is 866-621-6660. Again, my number is 866-621-6660. And hey, if you want to become a member of the Tax Smart Tax Zero community to find out what else we're doing um, to try and educate our listening audience, you can certainly visit the website taxsmarttaxzero.com. And again, my number 866-621-6660. If you are ready to start the process of actually engaging in retirement planning, estate planning, and tax planning, managing your wealth, taking it seriously, and realizing that you need to have both tax and wealth optimization for a tax-free, stress-free, but certainly not scot-free retirement. So in the last few minutes that we have left, we are asking this question of how do we avoid probate? How do we have transfer and death? We went over the options for the rental property and for the primary residence. And so we had laid out, by the way, a very detailed plan for Average Joe 
we were going to assist him with doing so for both the 401k in which he had a million dollars and also to do so for average Jane. She had, of course, $200,000 in the TSP. And so one of the things that we talked about certainly is managing the portfolio a little differently because average Joe, goodness gracious, he had so much risk in that portfolio. We wanted to kind of make sure that we had a portfolio that realized that he was not in the wild, wild west, quite frankly, of the wealth accumulation stage anymore. He had moved not only to the wealth preservation, he was about to go into the wealth distribution stage. And we wanted to have a portfolio that was able to answer the question, would he be able to be in retirement, have the same standard of living, have a better standard of living and not run out of money? But goodness gracious, let me kind of fast forward a little bit. We're talking about avoiding probate. And so we had, like I said, laid out this very good plan for Joe. And average Joe, though, I don't know, he sent an email that I read the email and I read it again and I read it for the third time. And I'm like, what are you doing, average Joe? Well, let me share that email with you. The first part of the email was wonderful. It said, I am so glad that I found the Tax Smart Tax Zero community. He said, I love the way that you've educated, that you continue to educate. I like the idea of being a part of the tax study group, which is right for the very purpose of educating you and introducing you to different tax laws and advanced sophisticated techniques. But Average Joe had called the 401k provider He had decided that, you know what, those people are just so mean. He didn't want us to have to deal with them. So Average Joe moved the funds in the 401k to his bank account temporarily. He specifically said, Karen, I remembered that you said joint tenants with writer survivorship. So I made sure that we set up the account, joint tenants with writer survivorship. And then um, we'll just make it easier. That'll make it easier for you to move them over to your uh, corporate custodian. And so, oh my gosh, I had to read and read and read again. Hey, Average Joe, did you forget that I said joint tenants with writer survivorship only applies to joint accounts? Hey, Average Joe, did you remember that I said that with a tax deferred account, whether it's a qualified employer plan or a traditional IRA, you cannot have a joint account They are actually individual accounts and they require individual ownership. Well, Average Joe wanted our assistance with estate planning. He thought that avoiding probate was the only issue that needed to be solved and that that was the issue that was going to solve all of his problems. And we educated him. We advised him of the three methods of avoiding probate. And we said to him very, very specifically Every method doesn't work for every type of asset. Joint tenants with writer survivorship is a viable method, but it specifically does not work on pre-tax or tax-deferred money, i.e. like a 401k, 403b, TSP, or traditional IRA, because these, of course, are individual accounts that require individual ownership. Most of all, Average Joe learned that do-it-yourself tax planning is dangerous, The stakes are way too high because when you make a mistake, as in this instance, in which for some reason, Average Joe was trying to give a consultation to the consultant, uh, that doesn't work. 
The stakes are too high. And so in this instance, Average Joe, when he moved that account and made it a joint tenants with right of survivorship, that's what we like to call in the tax world, that's a taxable distribution. What happens when you get a taxable distribution? It means that you get a 1099 and you get to include a million dollars on your 1040. My goodness gracious, average Joe, why can't you ever just realize that do-it-yourself tax planning just doesn't work? Goodness gracious, we've come to the end of another episode of Tax Smart Tax Zero, the path to the 0% tax bracket. I'm your host, Karen Scott Mims. I thank you so much for joining us this week. Barbara, if you've joined us, get back to work. This concludes another episode of the Tax Smart Tax Zero podcast. Get ready to create tax-free wealth and start on the path to the 0% tax bracket. To receive your TaxSmart Tax Zero toolkit, you can reach us by telephone at 866-621-6660 or text the word TAX to 301-900-5758 or send an email to tax at taxmarttaxzero.com. Want to attend our virtual seminar, Guide to Tax Minimization, Estate Planning, and Passive Real Estate Income? Text the word SEMINAR to 301-900-5758. Send an email to seminar at taxmarttaxzero.com and we'll register you and also keep you updated of all future virtual seminar dates and times. Don't forget to visit taxmarttaxzero.com and on our YouTube channel. There, you can like us and subscribe to learn more about our tax study group, Zero is My Hero, or attend our upcoming webinars. Follow us on Facebook and as always, sign up for our monthly tax newsletter and divorce Uncle Sam as the primary beneficiary of your wealth. Join us next week for another episode of Tax Smart Tax Zero, the path to the 0% tax bracket. 